Saturday with Conor Mungon on RTE Radio 1. Welcome back. Anya Kerr here sitting in for Cullum O'Mongoyne. Now, the topic of hotel price gouging reared its head again this week as one TD told the doll that the cheapest hotel he could find in Dublin for the Taylor Swift concerts next year was €350 Euro a night and others were being advertised at €999 Euro per night. But as the American singer or songwriter might say herself, haters gonna hate and you should shake it off. I spoke a little earlier with Elena fitzgerald Kane, the chair of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation and proprietor of the Woodland House Hotel and Spa, Adair County Limerick. I began by asking her if price gouging is taking place on a larger scale and if the perception of it is damaging the industry that she loves. I speak on behalf of the broader tourism industry. It's important to say that at the outset and as a regional hotelier. And there are 20,000 SMEs in our sector. It supports 220,000 livelihoods. So when we do hear, you know, of price gouging, I actually find it very upsetting and very hurtful. If we look at the whole Ferrari around Taylor Swift pricing, it doesn't really reflect the reality out there because, you know, at one stage it was a figure of €999 quoted. The hotel in question, my understanding is they didn't have any rates online. So a default rate was put up. A year out, not all accommodation has been um, loaded for, I suppose, sale online. And what that means is there's a smaller selection, a limited availability, and they grab all the headlines. They don't reflect the value that's around the country. And I'm very conscious of average room rates. Nobody ever talks about the rooms that are sold at at much less than that. You know, the reality is that 18% is the increase that Dublin hotel prices have seen since, you know, 2019. So that's over a four-year period. And when you think of the inflationary costs that we've had more recently, you know, it's not fair to say that the pricing that's been perceived as being at, at, at you know, a higher level does not reflect that reality. Of, of course, then you have hotels that are not open to tourists this season because they're taking government contracts to help house refugees. How's that impacting the sector? Hugely. I mean, look, first and foremost, this is a very real and very tragic refugee crisis and it's unprecedented for Ireland. But what has happened is over time on yet, tourism has become the primary accommodation supplier. And look, we all know that hotels and I suppose other forms of tourist accommodation, they're not designed for long term living. And the impact of that on, you know, local areas, I suppose Liston Barn is a classic example where there is a huge amount of, of, of beds contracted and the impact on the local businesses there is huge. And actually, it's an interesting statistic for every euro spent on accommodation in an area, two euros fifty are spent on ancillary services. Elena Fitzgerald came just finally, we're at a time of full employment in the economy, but is your sector still struggling to fill a lot of vacancies? Well, the reality is, um, in terms of Ireland, right, we have had, I suppose, consistently high levels of inflation. And important to note, like consumer prices in Ireland are the highest in the EU. They're 46% above the EU average. So there is a real squeeze on, you know, households. And that's been affected, I suppose, by people's discretionary spending terms for going out. But there's no excuse for for charging too much either. Uh, That is due to increase very, very soon. If that goes up, the reality is it's going to be a tax on consumer. It is going to add 1% to our overall price. And the question is, why do we want Ireland to have a VAT rate that is consistently higher than all but two other countries and you to be really mindful of that. And there is an acute shortage of staffing, you know, across the country and across sector uh, tourism where there's 40,000 vacancies. Um, and there's a few ways, I suppose, that government can assist with this. So we're delighted to welcome the review of permits that's coming up very, very soon. 
And also looking at, you know, the two-year renewal, we have a huge drain of people leaving because, you know, reunification with your family is, is critically important. Um, but the reality is, you know, tourism isn't re- expected to recover until 2026. But if we don't address the shortage that we have in terms of staffing, that milestone won't be achieved. And that puts us on the back foot vis-a-vis other sectors. And that was Elena Fitzgerald Kane, <clears throat> the chair of the Irish Tourism Industry Confederation. Sean Fleming of Fianna Fáil, would any of that convince you when it comes to the VAT rate going back up to 13.5% in September for the hospitality sector that they deserve another reprieve? Okay, I, I think there's two different sectors, you know, in the hotel and sector and restaurant sector. And many of us would know the ordinary ones are struggling, the smaller ones are struggling, but there's some of the big, I call international groups are just... You know, they can just take a finger and put prices up by 200. They they are not doing the rest of the domestic tourist industry any good and they're being used against them and what we've seen with Taylor Swift. And what it does say to me, I would worry if there's a big international event to happen in Ireland three years' time if we're to get a big sporting competition, are they going to charge a thousand euro for every room three years in advance? Like these international groups, by and large, they're not the, the domestic family owned hotels and restaurants that but we But will deal the VAT go back up? Well, they had I, a I, reprieve, is it going back up? Yes. Well, 13, one, I can't, that's a matter for budget day, but definitely. Well, it's due to go back up in September. Uh, that's t- the uh, sorry, there's the a the budget yeah. day decision not to implement it at that time and the be no changes to taxes between now and the next budget but what I will say is that issue will arise again and there are two different areas having to be looked at the sector is doing very well I know she mentioned the number of people um, in the sector where the beds are given to the Ukrainians okay. Ireland has a report out today saying it's only 13% of beds um, are utilised for that purpose. P- Paul Murphy briefly this is a sector with a lot of vacancies they're having to obviously give better terms and conditions and you could potentially potentially attribute the better pay to staff is therefore leading to some of the price hikes that we're seeing. Do you think more could be done to help attract new entrants, new graduates into these type of jobs, maybe when it comes to permits, terms and conditions? I mean, the, the main thing is that this is a sector with notoriously poor pay and poor conditions, bad working hours uh, and so on. Um, and that's that's at the root of the, the problems in terms of uh, staffing and the answer is to increase paying conditions and obviously unionisation would create significant pressure uh, for that. Um, I, I think that the idea that you could blame workers' wages for prices is not... There's no evidence for that. If you look right across the economy, even the IMF came out during the week to say 50% of the current price increases we're seeing are down to profiteering. That's the driving factor of the greedflation we're seeing. Okay, and there we have to leave it. That's all we have time for today.